Welcome team. Now, how many times have you heard just breathe? I've I've heard it myself so many times in the elite sporting arena. I've heard it from boxing coaches. The first thing they do when they get to the corner of that one minute break in a world title fight, breathe. I've heard it behind the goalposts when a team's under pressure and they're waiting to kick off again after they've just been scored against. And I hear the captain say, just breathe probably told your own self before breathe take a breath refocus reset now focus on the next job you've probably told your own kids this now i'm going to bring to you a breath enhancement specialist nan baldwin has worked with elite teams elite athletes world champions i'm talking world champions surfers like mick fanning to elite teams like sydney roosters to the World Surfing Championships, tennis players, tennis legend Pat Rafter, national sporting teams. He's worked with, with me alongside a New South Wales State of Origin team, which is where this recording takes place. We're sitting in the hotel in Bondi during Origin Camp, and Nam's been good enough to give me his time. I'll always tell someone breathe and refocus, but why don't I bring to you an expert in the area, Nan Baldwin. This episode of GTE is brought to you by Pain Away, Australia's number one joint and muscle relief since 1999. Find out more at painaway.com. So, Nam, thank you very much for taking the time out to have a chat. Welcome. I, uh, I actually want to start with your coach breathing. Like you coach yep. breathing to some of the best athletes in the world best teams in the world best athletes in the world but i'm really interested in where did this start yeah so quite an interesting story so i'm eight years old living in uh in south africa during apartheid and um back in the back in the day so i'm i'm you know getting on not getting on but i'm getting near that 50 now and i uh went to a school where they could still beat you and um I was in cricket practice, and I. The rules were: if you drop the ball three times in cricket practice, you get what's called three of the best. Where, the the coach would grab a cricket bat, you bend over and you get your ass kicked. So you get you get um, hit with a cricket bat across your ass three times, and it was um it was it wasn't soft. You know, I was eight years old too, so it was pretty intense for a kid. And I remember going home and. You know, crying and kicking stones as as you do when you're upset about these things. And I had a we had luckily we had a, a really cool uh, garden. It was at, at the time too where you know black South Africans w- would would work f- with white South Africans, and we, we weren't South African, but anyway, um, we had a, a black gardener, and he was uh, fifth Dan black belt, and he and he found me, you know, upset, and he said, "Oh, what's?" what's wrong and I said oh, I just got three of the best for dropping the ball and he and he said do you do you know how to breathe and I'm like well yeah he goes no but do you know how to breathe well you know to control your emotion and control your state and he didn't say it in those words but that's what he was saying and I said no and he goes let me teach you how to breathe and you won't drop a ball again so anyway he he took me through a process and I didn't drop a ball again so um it was one of those moments in your life where, you know, a bad thing happened, but a great thing came from it. Because from then, uh, obviously now, 
yeah, teaching the best in the world in, in different sports, um, best footy teams in Australia, to to breathe better when they're really challenged. And, you know, there's a bit of media out there at the moment with the Origin because here we are with the, working with the Origin Blues and, you know, the media is saying that they're holding their breath underwater and what for and <laughs> they don't know the reason, I guess. You know, they're just plucking straws there and thinking... It's Freddie Fittler's weird stuff again, but but there's so much good science and evidence to suggest that you know when you do breathe real good, and I can go through that in a moment with you if you like. When you breathe great, your heart beats better, and then the information coming from your heart beat via your vagus nerve, the nerves that tell you if you're stressed or not, send signals to your brain, allowing you basically to to use your brain so much better under pressure. So you think better. You, you therefore act better, behave better when the stress is coming into your experience purely by breathing better. Yes, I mean, we definitely need to go there. We definitely need to go to the science of it. But that story yeah. is fascinating. You're eight years old and in South Africa. You just copped a beating for dropping the ball and you worked out how to catch the ball better was to control your emotions. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's breathe it. better. Yeah. And uh, yes, we are sitting in a hotel room together now in in bondi in state of origin camp with the new south wales blues i've been really impressed with what you brought to the team um yes there was a bit of media when we were underwater wrestling in in the pool in uh, in armadale by the way yeah. do you know when you made us go underwater and wrestle i was wrestling with 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 freddie <laughs> okay, yeah right i forgot his competitive juices come out yeah he, he we were already not breathing. He choked me. <laughs> he went to choke me, and we're wrestling underwater. That's and yeah, he, yeah. He, <laughs> take, he takes pride in knowing he beat me underwater. Yeah. But, but it's what a guy. I love you're definitely taking it to a new level. I mean, it's something that I've always tried to get across to any athlete about control. I mean, this is this for a hundred years. You go out and you send a message to a player on the field, and it's hey, just breathe, mm. just but. But you're going to help us, to the listeners here, take it to a new level of mm. the actual science to it. I've been in, I've been in the corner of of fighters for a world title fight, and and the coach usually the coach's first thing to the fighter was breathe, just breathe. Mm. Then he gives an instruction. Yeah. But I need you to take us sure to another level of the science of it and. In a little bit, without you know, I'm sure we need to lead people to actually look into yourself and look into what you teach. Mm. So I'm, I'm sure we're not going to cover it all here, but you do teach some stuff. There's a lot of science behind it. Can can you share a bit of that? For sure. So yeah, that you know, you you really first off when you go to your breath in a stressful situation, you you're able to control it. And in stressful situations, what tends to happen is people get their attention grabbed on th by things they can't control. So, you know, thoughts could just be one of those things. Oh, I'm not, I'm not going to be able to make it through this round as a fighter. You know, he's got the best of me. Where really that's not necessarily the case. That's a thought saying that. So bringing yourself back into focusing on your breath, at least what you're doing is you're bringing yourself back into what we call the present moment. You're becoming very present. And, and therefore, your ability to think clearer is so much easier. 
when you're in that present space. You're not jumping into the future. You're not jumping back into the past. You're right here and you're right now. Now, the science behind when you breathe in, when you draw the air in low first and use your diaphragm to breathe in and then draw the air up to the top of your chest, that where the air goes first is where the majority of gas exchange takes place. So in our lungs, we've got literally what looks like upside down broccoli heads that accumulate at a huge amount compared to the upper part the lower parts way more dense with these alveoli where gas exchange takes place so science is suggesting that if we breathe in low first get the belly and and the lateral expansion down low bottom of the ribcage first before going to the top if we're breathing to that lower 13 percent first and then drawing the air up we're getting up to 15 times more oxygen through our bloodstream if we just breathe shallow and rapid, like most people do when they sit at the computer and they're hunched over, their posture's bad, and they're not breathing a good in-breath, not getting a good volume of air in, you're looking at about 4 mil of oxygen per minute compared to 60 if you do what I just explained before. So if there is one stress above all stresses that your brain's wanting to just basically get right, it's oxygenation. And if people aren't breathing good, they're already going to be stressed because of that then you go into a fight then you go into a, a footy game and you're not breathing great all those other little stresses that happen in those in environments are going to add on top of the fact that you're not breathing good and your brain picks that up real quick so if you get your breathing uh, deep first where you're drawing in, drawing the air in low then high and then you really just there's a couple of things around the out breath we'll get to a bit later but when you get that rhythm of the breath nice and consistent with some depth you're ticking the first box you're oxygenating well and you're removing the waste gas carbon dioxide well and that's the most important thing to life <laughs> yeah people yeah. forget yeah well i tell you what we'll do let's because we want these listeners to stay in the moment right now. Mm. So what should they be doing right now? You're talking about breathe nice and deep. Mm. So I'm picturing these guys listening, possibly driving their car. For sure. Um, sitting, hopefully they're just about to sit up with yeah, the yeah. posture. Yeah. Coach us through now how to breathe properly. So posture is, is relative. Everyone has a different shape and so on. So, so ideal what we're looking at when it comes to posture is that you know, you are parked uh, well and truly over the top of your hips and your head is if it's being suspended by a piece of cotton from above. So there's a gentle lift through the center of your head, which allows your spine to lengthen slightly and your rib cage just to lift a little bit. And when that happens, that big muscle that is called the diaphragm can now start to activate. Now, interestingly, in-breath and out-breath muscles are different. So... We don't want to hold the muscles around our, our stomach, our stomach muscles tight. We want to actually just relax them a little bit and then do something important to keep stabilization down there. We want to activate the pelvic floor slightly. So some people go, well, if I want to sit up tall, I've got to tense my abdominal muscles. No. When you sit up tall, draw your pelvic floor up slightly. So without getting too detailed, what would that feel like? Well, as if you're, just, you're going for a pee and you stop and you just drawing that pelvic floor up now when you breathe in you can relax your belly but you'll notice that you're stabilized around your pelvic floor and your pelvis and hip area when you breathe in use your nose don't use your mouth um, use your nose and draw the air in like you're breathing in silk so it's smooth it's gentle you take your time so that will add a bit of depth to your breath 
The nose is a great resistor. So when you use your nose to breathe in, you've got resistance through the smallness of the holes, obviously. And the diaphragm will actually activate better because of that resistance. So when you breathe in, you're breathing into where you feel your the sort of the mid part of your chest and your upper back activates. And that will be a good lung fill. That will be a good volume of air. When you breathe out, you, all you have to do is let the air out. You don't have to force it out. You just soften. If anything, you soften your shoulders and your chest away from your ears. But you keep your head up. So as you breathe in, there's an expansion lateral and then towards the top of the chest and the back. But it's only enough to what feels right. You're not over-breathing. And then when you breathe out, you soften, let go of the shoulders and the chest just gently away from the ears whilst your head is still nice and up. And there's a good breath in and a good breath out. I am much more relaxed and present right now after... I'm sitting here, we're both holding a microphone each, and I, I did that, what I'm hoping the listeners did, and... Breathing in silk, what a cue. Yeah, yeah. That's a beauty. Yes. Like, that's just relaxing straight yeah. away. So, so the ancient gurus say that a good breather, you shouldn't hear them. You shouldn't really feel much. And then really, really good, you shouldn't see it. You shouldn't see anything happen, really. It's all internal. Because when we're sitting, our metabolism is, is slow. Our oxygenation need isn't huge, yeah. But we want to get the right, you know, mechanism taking place on an in-breath. Because out-breath, when you're relaxed, there's, there's no contraction. It's just recoiling of specific muscles that you, you're using to breathe in. There's two primary in-breath muscles, your diaphragm and your, your intercostals. And most people don't activate their diaphragm. It's a big parachute that sits under your ribcage. Huge muscle. And when you breathe in, you should feel expansion lower around that lower rib cage, your lower back as well, a little bit around the belly, just a little bit. And if you're breathing with that, you know the air is going low. And you know that that's where most oxygenation and gas exchange takes place. You're also then starting to help the heart beat because when you breathe in with that muscle, it draws upon the pericardium in which the heart sits. It's in a bag, your heart, and that's attached to the diaphragm. Two reasons. One. If it wasn't, it would bounce around when you run around and probably pop, right? So we need to attach it to something. And when you breathe in, you're drawing that muscle down and it's lengthening the heart and actually helping draw oxygenated blood into the heart area. And then when you breathe out, it relaxes and pushes up and pushes against the heart. And now you've got two pumps, not one. So you've got more blood flow in and out through that area around the heart, improving oxygenation through your arteries, and reducing the load on the heart, which is your biggest signaling device that you've got towards stress. When you get stressed, your heart will beat fast. It's a signal to your brain, hey, things aren't right. And it may beat erratic if your breathing is inconsistent and erratic, which then adds to the stress of what you're perceiving from the outside of your body. If you breathe rhythmic, even when bit of depth, your diaphragm is assisting your heart like the best assistant manager you can have. And you can see how this is now starting to, your viewers, your listeners are probably going, holy shit, <laughs> this can make a huge difference. Well, the listeners that I have, most of them are, they're either coaches or teachers or quite a bit of feedback around business type people. Right? Mm. So they're all high performers, really, when you think mm. about it. There's some athletes. I mean, I'm hoping 
I'm hoping some young people, but I'm, I'm not quite sure. But most mm. of the people listening are in there. The game of trying to make people be better. Like yeah. that's, and I'm pretty sure they all would understand a little about, like I said, like for forever in the coaching game, you tell people just breathe, stay calm. Mm. Like, but, but you're actually taking it to a new level mm. where in the world where in the coaching game, everyone's trying to find that little edge out there, aren't they? Yours is, yours is top end, like top shelf people that are working under pressure that this this is this is i think this could be one of the best podcasts i could actually put out there because we all kind of believe it but we don't actually we, no, people yeah. need to learn more from you they actually need to after listening to this look into what you can mm. actually yeah, teach. It's, but, it's powerful but it is powerful i mean i've seen what you've done with some athletes that that i work with i've seen i've seen it firsthand so um that's why i've asked you to come on yeah here. No, thank you talk to me about yeah. like you actually held your breath this is a bit off topic here but you held your breath for seven and a half minutes i think close to yeah close to so you got in after the eight-year-old experience how to catch and stay calm and mm. breathe and that obviously inspired you in this you know it's been 40 years of a journey here like we're not talking like someone who started teaching breathing a year ago like, no this no. is your life well, yeah this is your life F- yeah you got into the the, the diving free diving yeah free so diving. so yeah luckily you know got got to a place in the middle east called oman which is near dubai where at the time this is you know, this is 25 30 years 30 plus years ago where you know, there was no commercial fishing, and you can imagine the sea life is unbelievable. So it was a natural thing to go. Oh, you know, I want to go and check everything out underwater. And met a, an amazing marine biologist who, you know, I timed him, and we spoke at dinner. I timed him sitting on a reef at about twenty-five meters for five and a half minutes. And <laughs> like, oh my goodness, how is that guy staying there? And and I, you know, he he helped me and my my brother really understand more of the breath in relation to breath hold, you know, and holding your breath and and the freedom and the calmness that that provides. So a big thing about high performance is what I'm seeing now and have become very clear about and have been, you know, working with my martial artists and fighters as well as, and footy players in particular as well as, and any athlete, how calm can you be when it's in a host, when you're in a hostile environment? And, you know, you and I have both done Michael Gervais' course, which is Finding Marsh. Brilliant thing, right? And and he talks about that a lot. And we spoke about a lot in freediving and in martial arts way back about you you need to establish and train the element within yourself of feeling calm when you're in a hostile space, whether that be 60 meters underwater holding your breath and there's a whale shark or a you know, a, a great white coming past you and you just got to hang in there and, and chill out. You've got you to embody that feeling and that sense of calm through, you know, various triggers. And breathing is the best way to teach people what calm feels like. So when you hold your breath, things happen. You're, initially, your oxygenation improves because you're holding oxygen in your lungs and that's, that pressure is now helping force oxygenated rich um, molecules into your blood and that goes straight to your heart straight to your brain and high oxygen in your brain will make you feel calm then there's an element of now mindfulness that comes into it 
where you detach from thought, which is a tricky thing unless you've trained it, right? So there's, there's an element of breathing that allows you also to be very present. So when you're going down deep, holding your breath for a long time, you'll start to really start, you know, be able to regulate functions of your body. Your heart rate will drop. My heart rate when I hold my breath that long will, will drop below 20 beats per minute. Wow. So you just, you're, in, you're just tapping into biology, but using your breathing to establish these pathways that are all in us. We all have the ability to be incredibly calm. We do. We just need to, to learn and practice. This is the key. It's, it's a practice. Breathing is a practice. It's not an Instagram photo. It's a practice, right? You've got to practice it regularly. Yeah. And when you do that, you can start to open doors to your physiology that you may not feel possible. Like when we did the stuff with the, with the, um, in the camp last, at the beginning of the year with the boys, you know, we're doing underwater wrestling for up to a minute without air in our lungs. They come up and they go, I feel really good. Okay, that's just opening up some of the physiological components of, of what breathing can allow, which is high oxygenation, release of oxygen from your spleen, from your liver, from, from parts of your body that normally hold on to oxygen or release it. And the beautiful thing about breath holding is that it, it opens the door to what we call the parasympathetic state, which is the opposite to stress, which is sympathetic. So when you breathe and hold your breath with the processes that I teach you and have taught the boys, it opens the nervous system into this slightly different realm, which is parasympathetic, which is calm. And in that space, you get to learn a lot about yourself. And you train it in a calm environment, like you know, warm pool, we did that stuff. And then we went into hostile where we wrestled each other. So we're then trying to stay calm through the tools that we learned half an hour later. Yeah. And a lot of them got through it really yeah, easily. Yeah. Oh, that was fantastic. I remember that calm feeling laying on the bottom, flat on the bottom of the pool with, we, we emptied out our, like we, you put us down the bottom of the pool with no air in us. We emptied that out first. And don't try this at home, by the way. Don't try this at home. <laughs> yeah. And we sunk to the bottom. Now that calmness I felt there was, it was actually a feeling that you'd like to, keep training but yeah like you say we're not telling you to go and hold your breath no. anyone listening now it's not about so that, but. but i just thought i wanted to like basically get a bit of your journey there that you did go into that world it's not like we're telling players hold your breath you're no, actually no you're, no we're actually teaching them to breathe to refocus yes. refocus is the skill yeah, right? there you go yeah. yeah so and calmness yeah and calmness pressure. like yeah. some of the some of the best players I've ever worked with, you just you're amazed with how calm they are in that moment and what you're teaching them now. I mean, you're you're working with a lot of these guys, mm. and it's not just sport. Like no, like th th one of the biggest issues in the world on a rapid rate is and going up is anxiety yeah. and depression and mm. um, that type of thing. I mean, that's another conversation. What's What's causing all that? But for some reason, that is that is uh, an area where it, it's on the increase. Mm. Now, these people will have to go to work. They will have to perform at whatever they're doing. There's some really high-end people there. There's, you can actually train someone to refocus yeah. by breathing. Yeah. yeah. Do you have like a... A ritual or a... Yeah, like is it 
so many seconds in, so many seconds yeah. out. Yeah, so like, science, science is suggesting, really good question, science is suggesting, you know, because there's so many methods out there. You know, people are popping up all over the yeah, place, yeah, I'm noticing yeah, now. Yeah, and it's yeah, like, yeah. oh dear, I don't know if that's right. Anyway. There's a lot of people I've noticed, yeah. but yeah. I'm happy to tell the listeners we have the world leader, <laughs> the world leader. And I'm talking 40 years of mastery in this area. So, yes, there are a lot of people, which good yeah. luck to them. Yeah, yeah, no, but anyway, it's a good thing. I've brought the best. Yes. Back to you. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. But anyway, they, you know, the, the, the thing is, is that science is suggesting that, um, and there's a lot of studies out there, I've done the research and, and worked with respiratory scientists, that six seconds in and six seconds out really is a breath rate that will massively influence what's called heart rate variability, which is um, the beat-to-beat change of the heart's beat. So the time frame between each beat is what's known as heart rate variability. And to get that very consistent, that then increases and improves um, arterial flow and venous return to to the heart, six seconds in, six seconds out, seems to be, science is suggesting, ideal. Now, there are other methods out there. There's box breathing and all those things. Great. But in terms of, you know, really ticking a number of boxes in a physiological way throughout the body, that seems to be great. Now, the best time to do this is when you wake up. The reason being is that 40% of healthy adults snore. And snoring is resistance through passages of the airway around the neck where the neck muscles relax and constrict airflow. And therefore, there is a drop of potentially up to 8% oxygenation in the bloodstream and, the, and obviously the brain in places like that, which is, can be detrimental. So the best time to practice breath work is after sleeping because that's potentially the worst breathing you'll do and the lowest oxygen saturation that you'll have. Now, science is suggesting that from a mindfulness perspective, a minimum of nine minutes of breath work and that would include being mindful because you're refocusing on one thing over and over again you'll get double gain now now you're going to improve oxygenation minimize you know arterial sorry um heart defects etc brain challenges and improve your you know the gray matter in your brain based on your mindfulness work of focusing on your breath for six seconds in seconds out it's not easy right Mm -hmm. It's, well, it's training. It, yeah. You have to practice it. We, I mean, we've mentioned Brad Fittler on here because that's, that's who we're working with at the moment. He's one of the game's greatest ever players, greatest ever leaders, and now a great coach. Mm. He practices this. And there's many times throughout camps I've worked with him over the years where we would encourage our guys, we might, we might hit that kind of mindfulness, if you want to call it that, or just that, that a couple minutes worth of, working on your breath we might we might just stop what we're doing at Rudder boys before we go on to the next job just breathe like we mm. I, i've actually seen him do it once that you love this story I've, you know what he's like, yeah, like yeah. he's very caring about yeah uh, the, the fans and the community and and people in general like i've i'll go for a walk with him tomorrow morning you'll find him he'll he'll give a 50 dollar note to a home like that he's a very caring person mm. so i've actually seen him with a team full of high-profile players, we're about to get off a bus and we're going to go and do a little uh, promotional activity and a coaching clinic with some kids, lots of media, get back on the bus, go back to training camp. I've seen him 
stop the bus before we get there. Boys, everyone, close your eyes, sit up, good position, sit up, breathe. Mm. And then we get through this period of breathing and he's like, now, focus on your very next job is to go and change your kid's life or make someone's day. Mm. That's your job. So, And I've so seen good. him do, we'll do that sometimes before a gym session and visualise how they want to be seen in the gym. We might do it before a, a, a game or a field session. or. But the time he did it, that time, I think players really realised how powerful it was. They got off so focused about mm. making a difference in someone's life. It was really powerful. Mm. And and those times over the years, I've seen players develop a calmness on the field, um, really elite level players. Now what you're doing is coaching it to another level, um, without a doubt, another level. And the six second in, six second out is something every listener here could start to practice. You could, yeah. The bit about the morning is interesting because in that course we just did, Michael Gavay and Pete Carroll, and that, I, I found his section on mindfulness very good in the way he, his morning routine he suggests you do is as soon as you wake, mm. breathe, exactly mm. what you're talking about. Mm. Then... Be grateful mm. for three things. Then set your intentions for the day. Yeah. Then put your feet on the ground. Yeah. And and you know then the other things should follow. Is you should have a water drink of water and yeah, hydrate. You know, but yeah, yeah. but it was it's interesting because I I I mean I've kind of encouraged players to do it, but I feel I probably haven't done it enough mm. myself. So doing it myself now, and I'm hoping even. The listeners out there will go and encourage their people to, to breathe, so to refocus. Yeah. Refocus is what yeah. everyone needs to be able to do. Yeah. Um, the six second in, six second out, it's not hard, but you actually have to train it the same as you go to the gym, the same as yeah. you study. Like you actually, yeah. you have to practice, right? You do. You've got to practice. And, it, you know, we all have a monkey mind that's a bit drunk, you know, and distracted. And so, therefore, to be able to focus for period of time is tricky because your mind wanders all the time but that's the probably the the biggest most important skill of of this time at this point in our existence is that we have so many distractions that train us to defocus so what does that mean well you you lose trust in yourself which then means you you know when you go into difficult situations well you don't want to go into difficult situations so therefore you avoid growing because we only grow when things get challenging and if there's one thing that we all need to build it's it's character because everyone has plenty of skill you know humans are, are generally incredibly strong and you know virile based on how we get brought up but the ability to execute tasks and game plays and so on under pressure it takes character but character is built on is forged through adversity and doing difficult things is an important part of building inner trust, that you have the right to say to yourself, I can do this. And in the morning, it might be a great time to start it, where it's a habit that you do something that's challenging, like breathing for eight minutes yeah. <laughs> with a focus on it. Well, how what a about, concept. How about, what, what's, what about this for a concept? Put eight minutes into that instead of eight minutes on Instagram. There you go, yeah. Uh, eight <laughs> well, minutes on Twitter. Yeah. Or, 
which is a bit. Um, I'll be straight on Twitter to promote this podcast. But, yeah, yeah, I know, yeah. <laughs> but there's good things in it, for yeah, sure. There's good things in it. Yeah. Um But how about people put eight minutes like it it's not it's not long in your in, no. when you think about it. It's not that hard if you actually want to be the best that day. It's not that hard. But you need a certain yeah. level of discipline to stick at this. You do. And what it does, I I believe this this is now moving more into the mindfulness, but the the breathing is the perfect tool to tap into because it's it's something that it, it will always keep you in the present moment and life is now so distracted by what's happening next or what's just happened that you don't live in the present moment enough and therefore your your whole neural wiring in your brain is is you know losing the ability to stay present on a task, on an action, on a, on a thing. So you, again, you, you get into this, this bit of a hyper state, which, which we call the fight flight, that then becomes normal. And people don't even know that they're, they're in it. So I've heard a really good analogy the other day of, you know, stress is a bit like a cup. And sorry, yeah, stress is like a cup that is getting a bit of water dripped into it. And it's fine each drip's fine. The cup can handle a drip. But over time, that builds up. And then when that cup gets full, it usually means that it can't hold anymore. When that stress that we don't realize is creeping up, we'll get to a point where our bodies can't hold it anymore. And now you're looking at PTSD. Now you're looking at depression and, you know, worst case, things like suicide. And it happens over time. And therefore, to get that back, we need to get back into present time more and that helps us resolve inner conflict it helps us deal with stress better because our brain then has the capacity has the freedom to think more effectively about these thoughts that we have that are not even true most of them where we can make a decision that that thought i just had is is bullshit and therefore i i choose to do this and i am a good person i am good enough and that thought process starts to build. And we become optimistic beings, not pessimistic. Yes. <laughs> you know, and Which is a skill as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You, you have to practice. Yeah. Yeah. Man. I mean, I could talk to you all day, but I think the listeners will definitely be looking you up. Now, where can they find you? So I'm just, I'm just changing my website. So in about eight weeks, it, basically my company is called Equalized Training Company. Yep. Um, with a Z. But... It's, I'm changing it to narmbaldwin.com just yep. because of what I'm doing and consulting with and stuff. And that'll be out in about eight weeks so they can find me on there. I, I do have an Instagram account, but I, I don't personally do much on that, but someone does it for me. My partner's amazing. She she does a lot for me, but that's just Narm Baldwin. So they can find me on that. Um, equalized.com is the, is the um Website and then I run a breathing program for surfers, athletes, etc., coaches, which is um, bettraining.com, uh, and it's all around. It's called breath breath enhancement training. Excuse me. It's all a, around the breathing that we've spoken about in action in different environments. Um, the surfing one's very popular, obviously, for wiping yes, out and all yes. that kind of stuff. So I um I mean we could have gone way into more in depth. I mean I've heard you coach it and. People probably need to, if they want to look into it further. If I'm an elite athlete 
and I'm trying to find an edge now, I'm probably looking down this. I mean, the mental side, definitely mm. this side, it all relates. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're working with physically gifted, talented, skillful. We've got high oh, performance yeah. centers that have everything. But if I'm at the top end and I just want a little edge, that's not a little edge. There's no such thing as little. Mm. They're not little things. This is a big thing. Mm-hmm. But also we touch there on the health of people and oh, the mental huge. health of people. Yeah. Like so we're talking athletes, but we're also talking Yeah. There's a there's a It's the master the, key. Yeah. 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 It's the, the breath it's the master key. Yeah. So to finish with, tell I mean we've I know you work with great athletes. Tell me some of the best. Come on, name drop a few for the yeah. listeners. Name drop the best surfer. Well, Mick Fanning, yeah. We worked very close right. with Mick for many years and, you know, so much, so grateful to him for how he, he really helped me get into so many different groups and teams. Um, you know, the footy side, of NRL side of things, he was really the catalyst because he spoke to Matty Elliott and... I work with the Warriors, I work with the Titans, I work now I work with the Roosters, yeah. now I work with you, with yeah, the Blues. Yeah. You know, it's all come from him because yeah, of the right. work that we did together and Well thanks Mick if you're listening. Yeah, yeah, and you're welcome on the podcast yeah. any day, Mick. And then Pat Rafter. How many world th- championships did Mick win? Uh, three. Three. Yeah, three world titles. Steph Gilmore, worked with very close to her. Sally Fitzgibbons, I work with the Austra- I'm part of the Australian coaching team for the next Olympics. Okay. For yeah. surfing. For surfing, um, right. I work with uh, Richmond yep. AFL. Um, Pat Rafter, great. I started with him, you know, 12 years ago. This is where my breathing career in terms of elite kicked off. Yes, right. And the well, reason one why. One of the greatest. Oh, you know, the reason why we took a leap of faith with our program was because he believed in us. Right. He said, hey, this is way bigger than what you think. You've got to go with this. And, and was, did that send you in the tennis world a little? Or? It did, yeah. We started off in the tennis world and then um, and then surfing and then it, it just, you know, now I'm teaching the best Australian and the world's best sailor, laser sailor, you know, sailing and, and kayaking. I work with the Olympic kayak team. I work with Jess Fox, you know, most amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, well, there's an athlete who we both have something in common with, which I know you've definitely helped her and my father still coaches her is Danny well Danny Samuels was yeah. uh, how most people know her when she won the world championship as a discus thrower. D- yeah yeah and Danny Stevens now, yeah, so now she's you're working awesome with too, her but yeah. like you're talking yeah, good you've variety. gone from working with surfers yeah, yeah. to like discus throwers <laughs> I know yeah you know? Um, quite and, a variety and your own background in martial arts definitely obviously helps this this area there must yeah. have been a lot of learning a lot right? of learnings yeah. there too yeah you know, that was that was very powerful in, in the rest in terms of pressure and stress and you know fighting is probably one of the most stressful things that you can do especially as you know in the yes. ring it, it gets yeah it, and, and work with you know look rockhold the mma fighter and helped yeah. him a lot with that side of things too so awesome mate yeah. well th- hey thanks so much you're Noel. welcome thank uh, you i would love to uh i'd love people to follow you up because i i personally know it works mm. Uh, I'd love listeners to know that they follow. I mean, even if they don't follow you up personally, they they have to embrace this. Yeah, have a look if at. They want to get yeah, the edge. Yeah, definitely. They? Yeah, and we just just almost finished a couple of apps too, so we'll let people oh, cool. know. We'll, and get, we'll get that. It will help well, in the morning, for example. <laughs> when that's out, let's jump back on. Yeah, great. And you're welcome to bring Pat Rafter or, <laughs> yeah, yeah. or any of these superstars yeah, along. Sure. Uh, thanks so much, Nam. Excellent, mate. So welcome. Thank you. This episode of GTE is brought to you by Pain Away, a 
Australia's number one joint and muscle relief since 1999. Find out more at painaway.com. We hope you have enjoyed this episode of GTE with Hayden Knowles. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and leave us a five-star review to help grow the team.